This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Well, maybe uh, we should introduce everybody. I'm Poet. I'm this Billy. is Billy. And joining us today is writer, producer, actor, director, burlesque performer, shadow play enthusiast, clown. Have I left anything out, Charlie Love? Um, no, I think that's about it. That, for someone whose memory sucks, that was really good. Did you write that down? No, I've just been studying this man's career his whole life so that when he gets famous enough, I can kill him and wear his skin. Hello? That is, whoa, good. Yeah, the, the, whoa. I wanted to throw out there as well, that joke, uh, Poet and I, Poet's been making that joke to me for over 10 years now. Yeah, yeah we've all known each other for a long time now. That's, uh, and I mean, anyone listening to this is probably a friend of ours anyway, but those of you that don't know, because you know that I've known Poet for so long, I've known Charlie just as long as fuck. I we we met online when you know, what, what I was fifteen, easily. Yeah, yeah like you, you were the annoying kid that hung out in the group. We're like, guys, like we have a kid in here. Should we like oh, yeah. get out of the thread? <laughs> I wasn't that, but I'm not that much younger than you though, because I'm 29 now and you're 32, 31. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're okay. not that much younger. It was just it was just you were the easy kid to pick on in the group. And then eventually a, a younger kid than I popped up, and I was like, awesome. It's like, you are the new boy now. Have fun. Uh, I was still embarrassed all the time. But one of the things that we all, right? we all like really connected on, obviously, comic book movies, but especially we're all huge Batman fans, if that huge. hasn't been clear. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I've been real excited about this. I haven't watched the Nolan trilogy in a while, and I re- I didn't realize that till we I went to start watching them this week. It's been like a, at least a couple of years. I think I I don't think I've watched any of them since moving out here from Memphis. I'm coming up on two years since I moved, so it must be like two or three years since I've watched Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. Definitely The Dark yeah, Knight Rises. Yeah, Begins and Rises were it'd been quite a while. Like I think the last time I saw Begins was. I feel like I had to have seen it since, but I'm pretty sure the last time was when Rises came out. I went to that uh, marathon that you saw all three in a row and then Rises at the end. Um, so it was, I think that was the last time I saw Begins and then Rises would be maybe two, three years ago. Dark Knight I watch pretty frequently still. It's like, uh, I have a few hours, I'm going to toss a movie on the background. Yeah, it's going to be Dark Knight. Same yeah, for, I, 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 I used to do that Dark a lot. Knight. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. I, 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 nobody I, cares about my answer. Okay, fuck Oh, me. no, no, no. You're just basically here to record us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing, this is not being recorded. <laughs> that, oh, don't joke about that. Yeah. That happened a couple too, of weeks ago. Too soon! Too soon, Charlie! Too soon! I, I didn't uh, know! <laughs> it used to be like, when, when, when I got the Blu-ray, when it was when I had just gotten like a PlayStation 3, so I had just started getting Blu-rays when uh, The Dark Knight came out, uh, and I watched it every day for like a month straight. I, yeah. I used to be my go-to movie, and I'm but I'm glad that I haven't had it as like my background movie in a while because I was able to. I, I felt like I was able to watch these movies with fresher eyes than I have in the past. 
which means I'm actually going to have some things that I think I I don't know that you guys will agree with. We were getting through the movies with me and Liz this week, and I was like, oh, man, I know that they love these movies, and I feel like I'm going to be the one that seems like I'm shitting on them. And I'm really, I, I want to make it clear, first and foremost, I love these movies still. Don't there believe him, things. people. He hates there these movies. There are just some things that I things. might point out. He's the oh, worst. problems, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about them, too. <laughs> okay, good. As long as you and I can be sensible about it, because Poet oh will be like, Poet has two has two ways to go. He's like, greatest movie ever, or this movie is, is shit. It's, all, uh, it's yeah, awful. Yeah, this movie is shit, and it offends <laughs> me for existing. Uh, only two films <laughs> have ever done that in my life. Shocking no one there by the same director. Uh, we're not gonna get in. So there. we're not gonna get one into day. This fight. <laughs> for our, I, I feel like our if we ever when we make it, I, I imagine we will. We make it to 100 episodes. Our 100 episode should be watching the movies of Ryan Johnson and discussing no. them, just this to see like. Oh please! <laughs> this is number 30. This is episode 30. So yeah, we'll Se- be a little while. 70 to go. When you when you get to episode 100, like just think you're, he's gonna have like at least one or two more movies by then. I'm yeah. really looking forward you know, to his next one. Knives Out looks, looks yeah. fucking sick. You guys, you guys think it's funny, but watch when this episode goes from 99 to 101, you're gonna be like, "What happened?" <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's recorded. It just got deleted for no, some reason. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Lost the time. Um, but back to what short, we were talking about before, fuckers. <laughs> I too watch The Dark Knight fairly frequently, uh, just because fucking. I love Heath Ledger's Joker. I love that movie. It's one of my top ten movies. It'd be de- it's de- it's a desert island movie for sure. Rises yeah. I also watch. I've watched more recently than Begins. I honestly couldn't remember the last time I saw watched Begins, and I I kind of remember that leading into it. This rewatch, I was like, Ugh, I don't remember enjoying my my watch of Begins the last time because I just feel like I want to get to the Dark Knight. Um. But I had forgotten how much I like Begins. Yeah, Begins on rewatch really holds up. Man, it dude. absolutely does. Uh, I, God, it, I know it's been so long since I've seen it, and as soon as it starts, it. I, I love a movie, and this is. I love that Nolan is this kind of filmmaker that just starts. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, there, I enjoy like a creative uh, opening credit sequence. But I just love the fact that his, so many of his movies are just like, no, we're go, we're, it's now. Here's a bat symbol. It's time. Let's see this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, looks kind of like a bat, kind of like a bat, and go. <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, so, how do you want to break this down? You want to go through movie by movie? Yeah, I was thinking it makes sense to start with begins. Uh, so, it poet, is in the title. I, I, I yeah. Yeah, poet. I, I kept interrupting you because I'm an awful co-host. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. So for finally I acknowledging like, it. Uh, I'll ask you then, what do you think, on your recent viewing, of Batman Begins? I mean, uh, you know, I I just fell back in love with it. I just, it's just such a solid Batman flick. Good, it's, you know, I like how they redid the origin uh, in the intercuts with the uh, present day. Or, you know, you, you know what I mean, more presentish day or whatever um i had forgotten how much i liked uh, falcone in this movie um but yeah man it still holds up still holds up 
hundred percent no complaints. Well, I mean, I mean, what are you talking about? hundred percent no complaints. Like, I mean, do you, do you want me to immediately talk about how Falcone was definitely not alive when the police found him? <laughs> there's Wait, a lot what? of there's a lot of murder in these movies. If you pay oh, attention, yeah. dude, when he runs over those th- first two cops in the cop car, those dudes are a hundred percent dead and not calling in that they got ran over by a tank. Yeah, yeah. We got ran over by a tank. Uh, this is our ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kept thinking of uh, there's a joke I remember in some random Family Guy episode where they talk about how in the A team, whenever there's like a horrible car crash or something, there'd be a cut to the guys getting out of the cars to show like, oh, no one died. It's okay. They don't do that in these movies a lot, but every now and then, like I remember, yeah, and I promise I'm not gonna jump around or anything. I just. We're sticking with Batman Begins for now, but in the Dark Knight, when sure we are. he comes in and hits the uh, the garbage truck, there's a quick shot of the guy in the garbage truck getting down. So it's clear, like, oh no, no, it's okay. He didn't murder this guy. He just horribly injured him. He ducked down. See. <laughs> He's just so so maybe maybe that one of that horrible like the decapitation murder in uh, Batman v Superman is a, just a reference to that. <laughs> Snyder's like, I'm not going to show him ducking because I'm edgy. <laughs> He's edgy, man. Or Snyder. Sorry, I will, I'm going to try and limit my like snide shots to Snyder in, during Wait, this. Wait, what was the decapitation again? In uh, Batman v Superman, there's a point when he like drives his uh, penis tank through the j- truck when they're chasing after trying to get the kryptonite. Uh-huh. But before where he just chases and kills a bunch of them, and then the kryptonite shows up at Lex Luthor for some reason. But um, there's a point where he drives through the truck. And oh, like yeah, you, yeah. You can, it see the guy with the bumper coming right towards his head, and then it cuts uh, to a wide shot. Like, that guy's dead. I got you, I got you. But Batman didn't do it. The car did it. Gravity did it, yeah. It, was like, it wasn't I, Batman's I, fault. He was well, standing I, hey. there. Hey, like Tom Cruise says in Collateral, I didn't kill him. It was the bullets in the fall that killed him. Please don't compare mm. that movie to such a good movie. <laughs> I didn't. Thank I was you, just saying. You, I was just Billy. saying what like, it's just like Tom Cruise character said. I didn't say it was like that movie Collateral, which you're correct. <laughs> fantastic movie. Well, Charlie, really good. Since we're clear on how you feel about Batman v Superman, and I'm worried that if we start talking about it, all three yeah, of us, we, we we gonna, that this, like this episode will turn into something way different. Uh, what did you think of watching Batman Begins again? Rewatching it, I forgot how fun it was. Like every other line's kind of a clever quip, and uh, it moves at a really good pace. Uh, I forgot how much I liked it, honestly, because it has been so long since I saw it, and I do fall into the trap of, well, if I'm going to watch a Batman movie, this one has Heath Ledger's Joker, and that one doesn't, so... I mean, it's but a compelling argument. It, 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 it really is. <laughs> and it's like, I've seen Dark Knight more times than I can count, so I can, if I look away for a while or I'm doing something, I still know exactly what beats it's on. But... Uh, Begins might actually be, and I'll probably have to explain this later when we get to the other films. Begins is probably the best Batman movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. I'm looking forward to talking about that. (laughs) It's got the most feel of like the old school Batman, him like setting up. uh, It has great references to Year One and Dark Knight Returns with the like the old cops, and it it just it fit the tone of like him coming to the city and. It, it, 
it's the closest to the comics, I think. I think it also begins has not not to say that there's a bad a bad feeling about the city, but there's something about begins where Gotham feels like you know sometimes a, a setting can feel like a character, like a city can be a character in the movie. Gotham yeah. feels like a character in begins, and not so much in the other movie. Sometimes a little bit here and there, but especially yeah, like in begins. It's a bit, yeah, it's a little bit in Dark Knight, but they kind of just they never speak of the Narrows again, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Basically, it's there, but they just don't bring it up. And then in Rises, really shockingly, because of how much they focus on the city, Gotham is really non-existent in it. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of bizarre. But at least, but in Rises, I guess it kind of it kind of makes sense because at that point, it's oh, now we're in peace times, and it's years later. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, so there you know, you're not dealing with the same Gotham of this like oh it's a there's crime yeah. everywhere and uh, so I guess I'll you know there are, it's funny like there are little things here and there watching these movies where like I don't know if that really works or makes it make or fits in with the other movies but you kind of find reasons to let it go because so many other things do mm-hmm. uh, it, it's funny to me how often I was kind of making excuses here and there watching and that and, and, and see now i am making it sound like i hate these movies uh <laughs> no it's like billy's it's, the worst everybody i i, I no. we all like these so much that we can nitpick them like it's gonna be a boring podcast if it's just an hour of us being like it's a good oh, movie no. well, i don't like it it's a good movie <laughs> begins does have my ultimate favorite uh uh just like the microwave emitter vaporizing the water but doing nothing to the water in humans yeah that's like one of my favorite like oh it works on water huh but not all water just very specific water pipes water yeah it's like it it can go through metal and concrete and blow up the water like there's a dude standing in front of that (laughs) but it's such a silly concept anyway that it's kind of like okay that see this is one of those things i was talking about you just kind of like all right, I guess we'll yeah, we'll accept so this because by that point in the movie, you've had such a good experience. I think that you're like, all right, you know, this is what we. I always consider that the uh, the Jaws thing, where like you you ever heard that story about Steven Spielberg at the end of the at the end of Jaws? He's like, we're gonna we're we'll put the the tank in the jaw in the shark's mouth and we'll shoot it. And people were like, well, that's dumb. Sharks don't do that. And Spielberg was like, no. If we have them by this point, they'll accept it. That's kind of how I feel about the micro emitter, where it's like, you know, by that point in the movie, okay, all right, you've kept me here. I'm on board. I'm going to, sure, giant microwave that just works on, like, only city water. I'm I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, Uh, it's, I think that part of the reason that I don't like Begins as much as, like, say, The Dark Knight, aside from, you know, amazing performances by a particular actor in that movie uh it 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 does have that comic book tropey feel which isn't necessarily a bad thing uh as a fan of comics of course i'm gonna you know yeah and it has almost a more of a noirish aspect like the gritty city and the rain and like the yeah yeah it just really feels like that detective kind of grime that he's going through and also, uh, like, so many great little side characters. Like, uh, Ruger Hauer's awesome. Yeah. I use the didn't you get the memo line all the time. <laughs> didn't you get the memo? I mean, and you're, I mean, you're right about the dialogue. It helps that you have all these actors 
who are uh, playing these roles. Like, um, I mean, Robert Falcone, when he's just like, he's like, hey, man, where are the other drugs going? Don't burden yourself with the secrets of scary people. Yeah. And, you know, like, that so many times like, I, I wasn't Dak that like, would always say ignorance is bliss, like I, which I I've, I know that's yeah. not an original line, but still like it's he perf- he 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 says it so well. Yeah, and then like when he's like, I heard when your dad died, he begged like a dog. Like you know, a dog. And, or when he shows up like no gun, I'm insulted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this actually, I'm I'm glad we're talking about this particular part of the movie. Uh, not only that scene, but also the great actors and character actors in these movies. Uh, because my biggest complaint about Begins, I think, <laughs> would be that, for one, uh, I compared to everyone else especially, I think Katie Holmes is not good in this movie. <laughs> I don't. And it's not entirely her fault. I think that Rachel Dawes She's given is, a pretty thankless role. Yeah, and I, I Rachel Dawes is not much of a character in this movie or the next one really. She's just kind of there for like plot purposes and like ah we need like a person, you know, Yeah, it's was, like Batman has to have like this emotional contact. It's like Yeah, yeah. and it just I uh, and she's such well, a Well, everybody bitch knows about it. Batman's only weakness is a pretty woman. Yeah, that is true. And but I I, what really bothers me is that she's so annoyingly, it, you know, they, she, she's so like such a goody two shoes and not in like a fun Harvey Dent way. Like he is in the dark Knight. Like when she first sees Bruce again uh, and she's, you know, and he's like, Oh, still trying to save the world. And she's like, well, someone has to, you're out here swimming. It's like, bitch, you haven't seen him in years. Like, why are you like, Liz Watt, like, there, like does have a good point. It's like the last time I saw you, you were going to murder someone and then you disappeared so forever. And now you're just like, like this awful neighborhood. I was like, if he disappeared and died, wouldn't she feel kind of guilty for leaving him there? I, well, I do wonder if, like, did she, like, did I kill Bruce Wayne? <laughs> what? <laughs> Your childhood best friend? I, <laughs> you know what's even funnier? now Because I never really thought about it like that. But that there's that YouTube video meme that somebody made where it's just her slapping him over and over again. God, that man. That, when I watched that the first time, I laughed so hard every time she slapped him harder because of how they cut it. But I had never thought about her being like, maybe I killed, maybe he just killed himself and it's my fault. I never so not going to mention that to anyone. You know, something. Oh, I, I, I just think that. Well, because she also left him outside of uh, like Falcone's bar. Yeah. So she's oh, like, God. she went, oh God, he went in to talk to him and killed. I killed Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, I remember at the time, a lot of people didn't like Katie Holmes. I really had no problem with her. In that movie yeah. at all. I, and, I won't I mean, blame the, her for it. I really do think it's the character. Because I feel similar. Not the same. But once the Dark Knight comes around. She's still kind of like. She's a different there. character in the Dark Knight. And I don't know if that's because Maggie Gyllenhaal is playing her. and I think but, also because her role is different in, in the Dark Knight. You know it's not so much of like. Yeah, they definitely will. They won't. They, you know, it's pretty clear what's going on there. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about her reaction when she tells Bruce that her boss is missing, which probably means he's dead, and that, like, you know, so she needs to get to work. 
versus when she's like turned on by somebody trying to kill uh, a Harvey. Like, oh, yeah, that scene is so weird. You're not doing your job. You could take the day off. And we could say, like, well, who are you, lady? Like, your last I boss hadn't was killed that. and dumped in the fucking river, and you're excited that your boyfriend's getting attempted murdered in the case? Like, what happened to you? Maybe because of how he handled it, where he's like, you know, he took the gun and punched the guy and then took it apart. And like, it was, was like, nah, I'm not done. <laughs> Super badass moment. It was, it was. So, I mean, if what, you're going to try to kill me, you better buy American. But yeah, so I, I, as far as like the, I, I'm not as huge a fan of the, of like the comic booky tropes with like the, you know, the, uh, what's it called? Now, we were just talking about it. The damn evaporator. Microwave? The micro, microwave the micro, emitter. Micro emitter. Whatever it's called. The fake thing. Uh, the I don't, I, if I had to say anything didn't age well out of that movie, it would probably be that, you know? But even that is like, a, it's a, that's not even really a complaint. It's a perfectly acceptable reason for the movie to exist, you know? Yeah, so the villains have to do something. Batman has to stop them. That's, that's if, really... If hard. it was the only thing then it would be a problem. But one of the things I really like about Begins, especially compared to the previous Batman movies, is that before you even get to that point, there are actual characters. There's a reason that Jim Gordon is in this movie. He is a character who has development. There's a reason that Bruce Wayne is doing what he's doing, and you get to see him and interact with people. Alfred has, like, you know, uh, he's not just there to, like, be the butler. He's actually, like, supportive and helpful it's nice to see that and having that built up with all the people in the movie with the exception, I guess I, I think of Rachel Dawes. Cause I really don't think she adds a ton. You, it's perfectly fine when you get to that comic booky trope point where you're like, Oh no. Okay. That's fine. Cause I I'm rooting for these characters. Now I want them to make, I want to see what happens. I want them to get out of this. Yeah. So it's, they definitely spent a lot of time building the characters and making you care about them. It's like, we know you care about Batman, but like, here's why kind of thing. And it's so refreshing to see like, you know, and there are like little pacing and editing things here and there where you can see they, they did, you know, they were trying to make it work as, as you could, I, I guess the best way to describe it would be, you can see the studio interference more and begins than you can in the other movies. Uh, well, it's also he like Nolan didn't have the clout he had at that point. Oh, he, had, no. he hadn't done Dark Knight and made a billion dollars. Yeah, uh, and that's you know perfectly that you see that in pretty much most, especially of movies of that time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but even then, he still managed to make a movie about Batman where Batman doesn't show up for forty-five minutes, and that, and that's not yeah. That sounds like I could be complaining, I guess, but that's amazing like you know you end up it, it becomes a movie about bruce wayne who is batman instead of a movie about batman who uses the bruce wayne persona to you know live during the day which is the more accurate representation of batman because we all i you know i've wayne never liked that man. i know a, i know a lot of comics do that but the thing i really like about this trilogy is that it is a story about bruce wayne and not a story about batman if, yeah, I mean, it is about Batman, because obviously, but I like the fact that, you know, he's not just some two-dimensional, like, character who's like, justice, you know? Let's, like, let's uh, stop. Before we go any further, do, do, does, did you guys ever 
have a problem with Christian Bale's Batman voice? Has that changed? Do you? It's um, there I think are, think it's there are lines that are bad. Yes, there are lines, which is not entirely his fault. I I think even in a not gravelly voice, some of those lines wouldn't have gone over as well. That's not. I wouldn't blame Christian Bale for that. I think I, it really didn't bother me uh, this time around. Yeah, it's like I, I like most of it. My biggest complaint, I think, with Begins is with uh, the editing of the fight scenes. Like the first one, uh, where for Falcone gets tied up to the bat, makeshift bat signal, and where he's scary and you never see him. That's super cool. But I would oh, have yeah. liked to have seen Batman later, <laughs> like in the the last one, the fight in the mansion or something. It would have been nice to see a bit the, more. The one thing that I thought while re-watching all of these movies is I wonder how different the fight scenes would have been if we could have got these exact same movies after Marvel's success and seen how different some of those fight scenes are. Because you think about how much more do we see of Captain America in just the elevator fight than we see in Batman in those same kind of close-up fights, you know. What well, I mean? well, we see like that even, in like even uh, in, like it, in even more brought brought out. We it gets better towards the end um, in Rises, uh, but I think even I, Dark Knight has great fights. I, oh yeah, yeah, no, but I I wonder if we if we would have gotten more a, a more pulled back look at Batman in those fight scenes and or more choreographed scenes where we get Batman from a distance where you get to see, essentially, Batman. You know what I mean? Um, like, I don't think so myself, but because Nolan's never been that. Like, he's pulled out a yeah, bit, I guess, exception. I, his, his, his style doesn't really... It didn't bother me. I, I don't think it would have been any different, uh, honestly. Especially with Begins, because part of the reason they did that and i and i i it definitely comes off this way and i like it a lot is uh you know not really seeing what he's doing makes it that much more you know i i don't want to say believable but you're like holy shit what's going on like he just he kicked all those guys asses what just happened and it still works like that i still enjoyed watching that that scene when he's first batman ah it's so good good. yeah it's amazing um and like it, you don't realize it until that moment, but you're con- constantly waiting for Batman. Like you, you're just watching the movie, like, "Wow, this is a great story. I'm getting invested." And then that happens, like, "Oh yeah, this is a fucking Batman movie." Like, and they build it up so well. It's so, like I have such a blast getting to know uh, Lucius Fox and like seeing all the equipment. And as he's building, like, "Oh, it's happening. He's getting the stuff." <laughs> it's like, look. <laughs> You don't have to tell me what it's for, but don't think I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's great. My, my favorite line of his, though, is still like, I did all this to the blood. Am I supposed to know what that means? No, you're just supposed to know how hard it was. <laughs> um, Going to so a yeah, lot of I, parties where they're, wepo- where they're passing around weaponized hallucinogens. Like, who hasn't been to one of those? Right. Uh, now, and I, and I, I really like, you know, it, I won't pretend like Liam Neeson. Like Ra's al Ghul is is fine in the movie, especially like the turn later when it, the very obviously turns out. Oh, he was Ra's al Ghul the whole time. 
Uh, so it wasn't and Ken Wanabe for that five minutes he was there. <laughs> yeah, and and that that's fine. And honestly, I think that Liam Neeson is so charming in the role that like no, it's fine. The Saint Stealer, as far as like antagonists go, is a uh, scarecrow for me and begins. I I love every second of him on screen. Oh, he, perfect. Just every line, the like, you look like you lighten up. Have a drink. It's yeah. It's it, it's such a silly concept uh, that it's so fun to like see see it work that way. Like watching this guy put on this mask and just fuck it. Now that said, and this is not. I'm not going to compare it to like because I know we just saw it not too long ago. Uh, but then like you know when I when I see like what happens when people get you know dosed with the fear toxin. I th- I can't help but think about like the Arkham games or the scenes in uh, in Spider-Man: Far From Home with Mysterio. Is like I would love to see something like really because the cool one of the cool things about Scarecrow like that is you can do pretty much whatever you want, and that that would have been cool to see in hindsight. Yeah, but, like I think it works for the type of movie it is, and for especially yeah. like I love Nolan, but he's not super. Uh, inventive with that type of, he's really good with technical things but he's weirdly unemotional so like fear would be tricky yeah and he's very grounded in a lot of the things that he does so it's you know having this like in you know insane nightmare type world it's just not really in his wheelhouse i mean i'm sure he yeah. could pull it off if he wanted to but it based on his other movies it just doesn't seem just his style and like the tone he seems to like and look for which like it's not a bad thing. He I, he's still one of my favorite directors. And, and I can't wait uh, for his new one. Oh yeah, me too. Important question: Is it pronounced Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy? Anybody? I've heard Killian, but uh, that's what Liz said. Yeah, that's what I've been Killian. hearing. But I've uh, for if you're mis- listening, Mr. Murphy, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. If that's the case, uh, I'm sure that. He's not. Uh, Kevin, um, if you are listening, I don't apologize. I barely speak English. And he's doing a pretty good job. He can't get Zendaya's name right at all. So that's no, I love Zendaya. Pretty good. Um, uh, I, I do really like Scarecrow in it, though. Like, it is such a he's his horror is great. Like the scary moments because he does actually get kind of scary. He does. That Batman when there was like when his mouth is like bleeding out when he's like. He's talking to him, and then he's just like, Dr. Crane's not here right now. If you want to yeah. talk to him, you're going to need to leave a message. And I do love how he just, like, he shows up in the horse, like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Right in the face, runs away screaming. He's like, actually, <laughs> hey, that's, that's perfect. Speaking of that scene, I will say the one thing that has changed for me the most dramatically on this rewatch is that little fucking kid deserved to it's fucking jo- die because, just yeah. because of Game Joffrey. of Thrones. I hate that bastard so much. <laughs> they should have killed him in Batman's Begins is how I feel today. <laughs> I know watching it now, you're kind of like, Oh, that's the twist. He's there. That's <laughs> right? the real bad guy, Batman. Don't <laughs> yeah. let him go. No, <laughs> Stop Batman. Him. Stop him. <laughs> Whenever this movie came out like 10 years ago, I'm just like, oh, man, I wish I was that kid. Now I'm like, he must die. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was fun to see him again. It was like, oh, shit, I forgot yeah. he was in this. Yeah. 
So, Classic. final thoughts or anything else to add on Batman Begins? But I mean, I'm sure we'll go back to it as we go through yeah, the other we'll movies. Bring up, uh, also, like, the score is really good. Like Most things that are oh, great about wonderful. Dark Knight, you kind of forget about Begins, but, like, the score the, I mean, is the incredible. Batman theme, the... How it just yeah. kicks in and it builds, and you're just like, you're like, oh, yeah, she's going to get lit right now. Yeah, and like even the stuff that I th- think more of for Dark Knight, like Joker's theme is that very ticking, pulsing oh, dude, sound. Right. It's there's the same type of ticking, propulsive uh, forward motion in the in Begins. Like it has a lot of buildup. Really, yeah. cutting across different scenes. Like Nolan is so good at uh, that kind of rising tension feel. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, fuck. It's wonderful. I, I love the music and. Uh, all of these movies, actually, I thought that they the, the the way that they managed to add add to like the you know the the begin from begins to the Dark Knight to Rises, but still keep it sounding like part of the same movie, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's I think it's up there as one of Hans Zimmer's best scores, like the trilogy. It's hard because dude's done a lot of good stuff, but that one is up there. I don't know. If True Romance is when I first became aware of him, but I have fucking loved him definitely since True Romance. Yeah, some people say all of his scores sound the same, and I don't think that. I think he just has a a distinct sound that you know, I think kinda... all good like people who do composers have it. Like John Williams, all of his sounds very different, but you can also be like, that's a John Williams score. Oh yeah. There's, or if it's not, really even, or if it's not John Williams, you could be like, "This person really likes John Williams." <laughs> yeah, it's like I can see where their influences are. Yeah, it's like a good composer has their own distinct style and like sound, where you're like, "Ah, oh, yes, it's that variation." Man, this dude, I'm just looking at this dude's movie credits. The movie he scored, oh, it's insane. Some of them, I definitely knew him before, but the True Old Man soundtrack is the first sound. Like, song I ever, like, one of the first songs I ever remember, like, soundtrack songs. Outside of, like, the Star Star Wars soundtracks that I ever really remember getting. Oh, man, I'm going through Hand Zimmer as well. Jesus, dude's... Yeah, it's insane. Both talented, also, he works a lot, and not all of them are great movies. Um, going through the 2000s now, it was I, you know, he, he, You know, he performed a lot of his music at Coachella last year. I know, I would have liked to have gone. Yeah, that would have been. I would. I wouldn't really care to see any, everything else, but, but I would totally go just to see Hans Zimmer. Oh, sick! He's doing the new Dune. Sorry. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I guess yeah, now's so- the time to get into what I, I'm. I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say is easily our favorite of the three. What do you guys think of the Dark Knight? Love it. It's okay. <laughs> Desert Island movie. It's it's whenever I'm asked my like favorite movie or favorite movies, it, that Dark Knight is always in that list somewhere. Look, let me as as Little Wayne put it, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. The Dark Knight is your favorite movie's favorite movie. <laughs> it's a uh, it's really great. Like it, it's it's just top to bottom a fantastic film. It's super well edited. It's amazingly shot, directed cut like any point you can look at is usually pretty good yeah that killed the conversation cool 
No, um, sorry. Somebody is distracting me with a question. That is fair. There's nobody else in here, so I guess I shouldn't. It's my wife. Uh, you know, it's funny that you said that it's really well edited, and for the most part, I agree, but there are a couple of little things I noticed watching the movie where I was like, well, that was weird. Like, when Bruce is stitching himself up, He's saying something to Alfred, and the shot changes to show Alfred also, like in in the scene. And Bruce was talking, and it was one of those things where suddenly he's sitting in like a different position. And even though he was talking, his mouth isn't moving. And I'm like, ah, like uh, one little thing like that is like it's not going to ruin well, the movie for me. But <laughs> there's a couple little mistakes, like in the interrogation scene uh, when Batman picks up Joker and throws him against the wall. In the wide shot, Joker's hands are on the outside with his palms inwards holding onto batman's arms and then when it cuts a close-up they're on the inside palms outward pushing against his hands That's yeah it. there's that one there's like one shot where you can see a reflection of the cameraman i think like it has every movie has fly it has little oh, yeah. touches with editing um that was just something that that I, for some reason, I There's always notice that it. scene where I'm like, "Ah, oh, why does that happen?" Um, I don't know what these two fucks. We haven't got to yet. When we get to Dark Knight, is a masterpiece with zero flaws. The Dark Knight masterpiece with some flaws. <laughs> it, yes, uh, I think all masterpieces aren't all masterpieces flawed in some way. Is there anything that's there is perfect? Such a thing as a perfect, like aside from poet? No. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 I did want to say is saying like the Dark Knight's my favorite. It probably is the three, but honestly, all three of them are good, and they each have different things about them I like. And rewatching that show, and like on, there's they're kind of all cl- on the same level or very close to. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Because um, again, I think that the Dark Knight. One of the things I really like about it is by itself, I, you know, and obviously I think this is kind of hard to say, you know, most people watching it probably would have seen Batman Begins or would have at least known of its existence. But it's really nice to watch the movie as a Batman fan and be like, well, this thing just stands alone. You could just watch Bat, like, you could just watch The Dark Knight and no other movie. Hey, before we go any further. Before we go any further, I definitely got to give uh, Charlie uh, a assist shout out for my viewing experience when it came to The Dark Knight. Because okay. of the viral marketing that they did for The Dark Knight when, when we were all still noobs on the internet and would fall for viral marketing. Uh, now that no longer happens. Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't even. They rarely even do viral marketing anymore, but that that viral marketing for that campaign led you, you know, everybody across the globe searching for all those answers with that fucking uh, 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 pumpkin uh, decaying on our screens hour by hour. We check it every day. It'll be just a little bit more taken down. Yeah, and. Because of that, and you guys, and then specifically Brandon announced when it uh, when the email hit, um, I went to the IMAX screening of uh, the Dark Knight the Tuesday before it hit theaters, and oh, nice. and couldn't get anybody. You had two free tickets, 
could not get anybody else in my life to go with me. So I went by myself, and I'm sitting there, and I had an out-of-body experience. I'm not going to say it was drug-related. It might have been. The drugs might have helped in it. But I'm fucking sitting there, and all of a sudden, this motherfucker goes, Jedi Poet? And I was like, yeah. And it was Pete. It Pizza Hut and his little right. brother were there. And I was so fucking, I was, I, my fucking brain melted. I had a stroke <laughs> when he said that shit. There was like this couple that was sitting next to me. And they kind of looked at me like, oh, did y'all want to sit together? Are you going to move over and we'll take your seat? And I, but I was like, hey, man. But at that moment, I was like, man, I'm really fucking high. And there are two children talking to me. I'm, just, I'm wild. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how young, young Pete was at that time. I think Pete was probably still a teenager. And his brother looked like he was 10. But, I, yeah, but, I mean, that that seeing it in IMAX, and I'm not talking like one of those fake-ass, bullshit-ass, watered-down IMAX. I'm talking yeah, we in the true shit. IMAX, the fucking 70-foot screen shit. This motherfucking movie was amazing. And the IMAX stuff was so good in this movie. Yeah, I remember uh, that uh, when that came out. I also went to one of those early screens. I went with Braxis. Who also, uh, they say hi to both of you. B, yeah, what up? I just, talk, I just talked to them the other day. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, we went to the screening and I just sitting there watching it in IMAX, just letting it wash over you, having had those months of buildup with the viral marketing, having the, like all the trailers, which like the marketing in this film, not even the mar- viral marketing, but the trailers were just incredible on that movie. I think oh, yeah. Dark I've, Knight has gone probably back and the- watched them. Like they're, st- they're yeah. so good. Yeah. Also like. Each trailer they released were great. Like the marketing on Dark Knight, I think, is easily the best marketing I've ever seen for a film. Like top to bottom, I have all I have still have a shitload of Dark Note, Dark Knight posters at my uh, place. Yeah, at my parents' house, I've got some too. I have my and Dark like, Knight as, poster. As great as it all uh, was, sitting in my living room, the one where oh, yeah, Batman's yeah. standing in front of the uh, building with the bat symbol burned onto it. Nice. Uh, and it's funny because as as great as it was, and all the things that you know they that they did, and how as good as those trailers were, did not ruin the movie in any way. Like there wasn't at any point where I was like, I know what's going to happen. I because it's funny, I nah. did not get to see it in IMAX uh, because Memphis did not. Well, now it does, but at the time Memphis did not have an IMAX. But I remember even just in a regular movie theater, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like that with that feeling where i'm like the entire time i'm like i can't believe this is happening like this this is like i'm i'm seeing this yeah it's like it's so insane you know because even with like a movie like in game i've had a lot of build-up for that where like i know how good marvel can be and it's continued to like get be good and better there's a lot of things i love about that movie uh and i loved the experience of it but there was something about the dark knight where i was like what is happening? Like, because I, I liked Batman Begins and everything, but I was like, th- I was not prepared. Yeah, it was definitely a like you were seeing. It was like in Far From Home when they came back and the little brother turned grew into that little, really hot dude. You're like, 
it was like a game change. It was like a level up had happened, and you were you you had missed the experience that like where where'd they get all this extra? Was y'all playing without me? Yeah, well, even think like uh, back to like w- when that was coming out, two thousand eight. Like the the first Iron Man just came out that year, so like bef- the Marvel Cinematic Universe hadn't really happened. We didn't know kind of what was going to be going on with comic book movies. This was just on a completely different scale than what we'd seen before. Yeah, because it w- it wasn't just like a comic book movie. It w- this was like a legitimately great film that. You didn't have to put the qualifier of like it's good for a comic book movie. Like, no, this is just a great movie, and the fact it's comic books is like, yeah, it's there, but it's it's really just heat and costumes. <laughs> but it, it, I think that's why everyone, especially out of our group, the family, like for us when we saw it and talked afterwards, like I, this is an things are changing. Yeah, <laughs> this is the beginning. Which, which does actually bring me to my biggest thing I dislike about Dark Knight, and it, it's Ooh. kind of unfair to – it's not a fault of the movie per se, but it has – I think the biggest problem with Dark Knight is the legacy it left. Like the um, – it has a really – some parts of its fan base are awful. It led into – directly into getting – Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and like that grim, dark, gritty, like, hey, this worked. Let's take that even further. Like, I think a lot of lessons that were learned from Dark Knight were the really bad ones. Because, well, like, that yeah, the, the WB, for it. And, yeah, the WB clearly is shit to bed with their handling of, uh, of this. It's not, of even the, the, like, D, it's not even just the like D, WB, DCU but. you uh, in general. Yeah. Like, just movie, like, the. Lessons that were taken from Dark Knight were the ones that they shouldn't have re- replicated. Like, the reason Dark Knight is so good is it was a really good director and team working together that didn't have many restrictions by forcing other directors, like, okay, do it like that. It's like, no, that's not why it worked. It wasn't because they made that. It was them making something. Yeah, and in, a, in, in defense of that, that it's so strange that I, I don't think that's ever going to go away. There's something about successful movies where movie studios are like, oh, it's 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 successful because uh, because of this. So we got to make movies like this. Like, well, I think you're missing the point. And they, you know, it, but they, that just keeps happening over the. There's some kind of cycle that that yeah. goes well, along. They're like that's successful. Coffee that. It's like that's uh, coffee doesn't help. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, and I don't know. I'll let that go. Like you know, it's it's worth it to 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 have gotten this movie, to have gotten the experience. Um, and again, everybody is just. I think that as far as uh, you know, we mentioned the dialogue and begins and how much I like it. I think the dialogue in this is also excellent. Everybody kills it. Uh, again, my the only exception for me is. Uh, I think she is a little bit better in this one, maybe because it's Maggie Gyllenhaal, maybe because of the way that she is written for this movie. Rachel Dawes just doesn't really feel like a character in this movie either. She's just kind of there. She's she's there to be a plot point. It's like, she's there to die. So Batman can be sad. And it's like that. And it's kind of unfortunate that the only really thing that she adds to the story is that it's shitty writing. And yeah. And it also kind of hurts. It also kind of hurts Harvey Dent, I think, because, you know, his whole reasoning for, for kind of losing it, or at least a big proponent of it is the fact that the woman that he loves dies. And because it's, it, it, she, cause she is the way that she is, you're just kind of like, Oh, 
okay. Like, I understand why this is happening because you're telling me, oh, they're in love and he's heartbroken and it's, just, it's really pushed him over the edge along with, you know, half his fucking face being burned off. Uh, but, you know, it, you know, when you have to be told, whether it's in Batman Begins or in The Dark Knight of, like, they love each other. Like, yeah, they're going to get married. That That's a problem. Like, if you can't show it somehow... And I don't think that that ever really happens. Uh, now, that said, I do appreciate the fact that she doesn't seem as judgmental in this one. Maybe because she knows then throughout this movie that Batman is Bruce Wayne and vice versa. Yeah, well, I think they both kind of grew where she's now like, oh, it's cool you're Batman. We're still not going to be together because you're fucking insane. But we're back. We can do be Batman. <laughs> I can support well, you now. She did feel like a completely different character. And like I said, I don't know if that's due to poor writing or just and different actress or what it was but uh but but and again i remember there being people who didn't like maggie gyllenhaal uh and i again didn't have a problem with maggie gyllenhaal at all yeah I, like i didn't either all my, all my issues are with the character with writing i thought her performance was really good and i think she actually kind of elevated a bit more than the best parts of the character are because of her not because of what was on the page i think yeah, yeah. yeah. so she did the best she could which I th- I think um, that is going to be a recurring thing talking about female characters in this. And I may be, <laughs> and I may be biased, but I uh, I may be biased, and we know how I am about actors and actresses, and sometimes uh, letting a role overshadow who they are as a person. Uh, no, but I I I loved her in, in uh, Stranger Than Fiction, and so I thought she was just fine in The Dark Knight. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you should say that. You know, Liz and I just watched that movie. She had never seen it before, so we watched it the other night. And I, I love that. Charlie movie. actually just Stranger sent, than me, fiction. Uh, sent me that movie as a gift. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I don't remember that. <laughs> you did, and I always used to make the joke it was the Canadian version, so and they they would say oh, that's right because it had French on it. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. The, the DVD box did have French on it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, so what's uh? I mean, so let's. I mean, from the let's start. Let's let's start over with the Dark Knight. From the fucking intro of this movie, with that bank heist and them slowly killing the people, to the reveal of the Joker. Like that. That opening in itself is a perfect short film, and I remember er- oh, yeah. I saw it in theaters at uh, embarrassingly high amount. And whenever I saw it in IMAX, that opening shot, without fail, there was the minute the window blows out, there was an audible like <gasps> gasp, where just people would breathe in. Like, and that and, and, the, and the, the music, music in that is, moment too is slowly this like feeling that it, it, it's almost like you're clenching up and you don't even fucking realize it. And it's just from the music doing it with that real slow. That's just slowly building and building. Oh man. It, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's it, I mean, if we're going, if we're talking like intro characters and like I mentioned this a couple episodes ago with Hugh Jackman's entrance as Wolverine, being a fantastic a fantastic entrance to that character this was by far and away the best introduction to the joker uh in film that i've it, seen. it's it, it, yeah it, it's, it's representation. an amazing build reveal yeah because it's the whole time you set up and like for ledger's performance like just his body language so the whole scene there's 
just little bits that get funnier the more when you know it's a joke or on the second watch where it's like just the way he turns his head and is observing everything it's ah, so good yeah yeah and cool. and uh, you know to go to the writing because i yeah i feel i do feel a little bad talking about how badly written i think rachel dawes is but the back and forth between and i didn't really think about this too much i guess all those years ago having first seen the movie uh, but now having had some time and watching it now, how evenly matched in the back and forth between the Joker and Batman, between like how they plan things out, it's so well done. It's just, I, it, I especially love uh, when they're in China, uh, or after, I'm sorry, it's after China, when uh, Bruce mentions the fact that he's got that R&D project going. It's like he's already, you know, play essentially mm-hmm. playing a game of chess. Uh, and you can say that joker is lying throughout the movie and maybe he is but i kind of believe him when he says the the part about how he's like you know i don't have plans i just do things i honestly believe that he just has a lot of backup shit like yeah he just has a lot of like if this happens i could do this or this or this yeah which is really kind of that's kind of like what batman does which is what makes him such a perfect foil is like well if this happens i'll do this but then batman's gonna do this so i have to do this it's so well done. It's the kind of thing that is subtle enough to where watching it this time, I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize like how good, you know, how well they, they play off of each other, which is what they're supposed to do. There's a reason that the Joker is like the ultimate villain for Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I do really also like um, just talking about the writing. Like I remember back when it came out, Tim Fools Folly was just obsessed with this, as he still is. And he found an article ta- talking about the Nolan brothers where they went on. like every single scene they had to have, I think it was three or four reasons for it to be there. So like it had to be like, maybe it was just a cool action scene, but it also had to advance the story. It had to have a character moment. It had to, they had to have at least four reasons for each scene. And if they didn't have it, when they went down the list, like, okay, so we need to either add a reason for the scene to be here or we take it out. And, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up too, because credit to uh, Jonathan Nolan, because I, the quality difference, I, I think should be attributed at least a little bit to him when you oh, get from so. begins to the dark Knight, because obviously he wasn't, he didn't co-write begins. Uh, and yeah, no, it's, like, well, there's that, definitely a noticeable difference. And I think he has a lot to do with that. It's, it's a lot to do with him. And it's a lot to do. Was Goyer involved in dark Knight? He was out by that. Point, he, no, he did the story. He was, he did story by him and Nolan and also rises with story by Goyer and Nolan. Uh, so he was involved. He just didn't. And nothing yeah. against. I'm, you know, I'm not going to shit on David Goyer. I, I mean, could. I'd like. I, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of his writing. I like. He's he's all right. You but, can see uh, his fingerprints on certain things, and it's like, uh, yeah. you know, that was I, definitely Goyer. Like that feels like more of the, the comic book stuff, especially. Like he is a huge yeah. comic book fan. Like the. And I think that's why he worked really well in the story because he could be like, hey, here's a point, here's a point you can have a reference here. And then Jonathan and, and Chris wrote this really, really tight script. Like, have uh, either of you watched Westworld? I'm, yes, I, I like want it. to. I haven't because I actually I've watched the first couple of seasons of uh, Person of Interest, which Jonathan Nolan created. Yeah, I really like that show. That. It was just I liked it, but I'm like I can't commit to a 24 episode season. Of- 
Right, and that's why I haven't finished it because I'm like, you know, it's like five seasons, and I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I do want to watch it, but it's like it's so hard to like sit and watch this whole thing. Yeah, but um, I, it's I would recommend Westworld. It's got a really good puzzle box that so far has actually made sense. Yeah, I've been I've enjoyed both seasons immensely immensely of Westworld. Um, oh. I think. Uh, Again, the di- the the dialogue had such. There were so many, um, just like great dialogues. Like obviously, my favorite, um, from this movie is when the accountant discovers who uh, Bruce Wayne really is and uh, goes to Lucius Fox and tells him and de- demands ten million dollars. And Lucius Fox says, "Let me get this straight." You think that your client, one of the wealthiest, most powerful men on the planet, is secretly a vigilante who's beating criminals up at night? And your plan is to blackmail this person? Good luck. Yeah, it's it's such a brilliant, like, where you can just see the wheels in his head turn. We're like, oh, yeah, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Another thing I really like about... Uh, the characters in this movie is that it's it's really easy to screw up the who is essentially the crazy character who you know is where like he doesn't have a, a he doesn't have a, a reason to be doing what he's doing you know it's, it was one thing to be like oh you know your, your parents were killed or you know yeah you you got to raise this kid because his parents are yeah some kind of like uh what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, motivation. Yeah. It's really easy to screw that up. I think when you have essentially somebody who's like the crazy one and they do such a good job of making the Joker such an interesting character who really, you know, he really does like, he just, he wants to just fuck things up. Yeah, and he really is unpredictable and not in a like not in a grating or annoying way. It's just like you don't know where the character is going to go. Like, uh, and you uh, don't. And you don't sorry, sorry. You don't need like you. Ultimately, from beginning to end, you have no, no. You don't know anything about the joke, other than what yeah, he's yeah. done in presenting. You don't know who he is. You don't know how he became this way, and it's. It's fantastic. Yeah, and it's funny because that's another thing where arguably, like on paper, that kind of shouldn't work. Like it it should be like, oh, this is your bad guy. He should have you know, he should have some kind of connection to the to the good guy. Like, how do they know each other? They have a past. No, nothing like that. It's just he's just he's fucking he shows up he's out of nowhere. Just and like it a works. Force of nature. It's you know, like it, like it, it's just one what what? I love I love that scene so much when 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 Alfred tells that story. Yeah, yeah, that scene's great. Uh, the, my favorite scene of the movie, hands down, is the interrogation scene. Oh, I love the interrogation scene. It's like every you second of that, it's just it's, it's such a it's good. I also just like see. <laughs> I just like a good. You know, it, it, that's another thing that's hard to pull off. I think is how do you get the good guy and the bad guy in a scene together without questioning like, Oh, well, why isn't the movie ending right now? Like one of them should win. Right. Yeah. No, uh, you, you need, your, it's your heat moment. 
yeah, but you, yeah, you have to have that though, like, together. Yeah, to, to build that to build that relationship and have them together, uh, and it's it's done so well. Uh, I feel like I'm going to say that about this movie so much. Um. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to not kind of gush about this film. Like, that scene's amazing, and like just every time I watch it, I notice something new. Like this time through, uh, something I was really paying attention to and thought was great. Like just the way shots are composed like the uh the dinner scene where bruce shows up and like oh let's put some tables together i don't think they will they will i own the place (laughs) yeah but if you watch how the uh because the camera's constantly circling them for a bunch of it and it would just whatever two characters were having an interaction they would be framed together at that point and then it would shift to the next person to ask and it would just even though they're all sitting in really close proximity it kept them a bit apart and then when uh, the you either live long enough to become a villain or die a hero, that's not how that goes. <laughs> but uh, that scene happens, and it focuses into just a close-up of Dent and then just a close-up of uh, Bruce, where they're watching each other. And it's like, oh, this is that's the moment when Bruce was like, okay, I'm on your side. And you can see it all happen in just his expression, how he's watching. Ugh, so good. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good moments with uh, with Dent, uh, and it's funny because, and I, f- I feel bad for thinking this because I, I think as far as, I mean, because of just how good Heath Ledger is in the movie, and you know, I feel like Christian Bale doesn't quite get the love that he should because I think he does an excellent job as yeah. Batman. Uh, Aaron Eckhart is kind of at a disadvantage a little bit there. But I think that the movie still he does still a great carries job. the movie like he he's yeah. still. A- Incredible. Like the hospital scene between him and uh, Joker is so good, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, Although I just realized like, oh, they haven't seen each other yet. I, I, yeah, I do love somebody pointed out online one time about like, does anybody else think it's weird that Harvey didn't didn't know it was the Joker until he took off that mask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's well, a you weird have, reaction. You have, you have to think that um, uh, he's his vision in that one eye is definitely that compromised. So yeah, it's he's blurry. I'll give you that. <laughs> and I don't and care what they said about time, like how he's refusing is... medication. They would be giving him medication. Yes, like your refusing well, medication is like, I, your I, face I, is gone, sir. You don't have ability to talk about this. Yeah. yeah I feel like that, that kind of goes back to sort of like in Begins, where by this point in the movie, you're just like, okay, hey, I'm going to yeah, accept this. You know what? Because honestly, in real life, if he was all fucked up like that with his face gone, the minute he tried to leave that hospital room, he well, would collapse in pain. He would have to. Let's full, full stop. Die. Full stop. He would. That would not have happened because he'd be in a medically induced coma while they, because of how severely damaged he was while they worked on healing him. He would be in a medically induced coma. So there would be none of that. Um, yeah, it's uh... The I love the. Uh, we do get that wonderful blow up for the hospital after that, though. Oh yeah, that's so insane. That's another thing I like about this movie is like the amount of practical effects that Nolan does. Uh, yeah, Nolan went for gold on this. Oh man, it makes such a difference. I, I will be a fan of practical effects until the day I die. Uh, nothing against CG, obviously. CG is great. I, you know. Yeah, like her two faces CG. Like half that face. Oh most yeah. of that face is not there. But man, there's nothing like seeing. You know, that truck actually flipped. Shit, that truck flipped. Oh, yeah, like I, that, that. 
you can feel it. There's a and, difference. And, There's such a and Ledger's difference. realization, the moment, like, when the guy's like, he missed. And he's like, you can see he's working out. He's like, he did miss. What is he actually doing? And then he realizes a split second before that truck fucking catches that thing and flips. Yeah. And it's funny because how just pissed off he is when Gordon stops him, like about to kill Batman. He's like, freeze. He's like, you just give me a minute. <laughs> and, yeah. And, can and we say, can, I just want to say, speaking of things, how have they aged? This scene was always ruined for me after episode uh, six of Retcast because all I heard I watched from the beginning of that scene was, is that a bazooka? Every time oh, after man. I watched it, it was Billy going, is that a bazooka? I hate that guy, and, too, because like, every, he said, he's like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, <laughs> yes, you did. Like, I get they're trying to go for the Hudson from Aliens panicky soldier thing, but it was just like, dude, shut up. I was I hope Gordon took him to aside do. and was like, I don't think this is the job for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like just I'm commissioner now, son, and uh, I think we're gonna talk. Maybe we're gonna put you in records. <laughs> uh, oh, that's you know, and I one of the it's funny because like one of the, I noticed watching this time one of the you talk about things you didn't notice before, and it's I feel like I should have known before uh, watching Joker's I guess appreciation for Batman. Because I never really thought about it too much. It's kind of like, oh, okay, this is the plot of the movie. But actually seeing him go from like, ah, oh, we're going to get rid of this, this fucking Batman guy. But as like, as he interacts with him, you know, between like the truck or like the interrogation scene, I do like his changing his mind. Like he genuinely seems like, yes, he did change his mind when he's talking about yeah, it. Like, like, I don't want the world to know who Batman is. I This is too much fun having him around. Yeah, I want this guy. Like, it's this strange like, respect where he's like, this guy, he's like on top of me. Like, I, 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 he's actually a challenge. I like this. Yeah, it's like I'm not bored because I've already figured it all out and I know exactly how to deal with every step. It's like this one, like, ooh, you're you're interesting. And like that, that's the the kind of the bittersweet ending of that scene of them. That we're gonna do this forever, and you know they're not because that's a like ledger died and it just it, that story ended but you have this moment of like oh i want to see them fight forever you know which and i hate to to go in you know i don't want to like start on a negative you know for this movie but if we're going to go in real quick to to dark knight rises i feel like overall as at least as far as like the story for the trilogy as a whole goes it's kind of it is hurt by the fact that the Joker isn't in that movie because even in Begins, you know, you have that great stinger at the end of like yeah, the Joker like, it card. It seemed like it like, should have been building to that. And they have such a strange relationship of like you know I, I could see you know it's not a great game uh, if you guys have ever played uh, Arkham Origins. It's not it, it's yeah somewhat I, I liked it. It's it's honestly okay. It was just it was more of the same. It didn't do anything new, but it did everything well. But it did it one pause. thing that has that granted it's happened in other stories too, but it's the first one that pops in my mind. So I'm just going to use it as an example where the Joker is in it and he's sort of a minor character. And then by the end, he has become the major antagonist. Like he's been behind some shit the whole time. That would have been a great way to handle the character. I think in the third movie, if they had gone that route, uh, yeah. I mean, no matter you're, talking about this is always going to be like a what if situation. But I think that well, do we even think they would have done that same story if 
if he was still even around. Would they I have said, done well, the same they, story? They might we, have. We, we got a question of that by Dax. So let's save that till we get to the three and we'll oh, go through yeah, his questions. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying some of the uh, answers to the questions. Yeah, I know, I know the worst like, at this, Billy. <laughs> what? I didn't remember them all. He sent a lot. No, he didn't. He <laughs> no, he like just sent seven he's, questions. Which is a lot, but they're oh also paragraph God. questions. <laughs> I like go before we move on. One thing with how the dark. You, night how before. did you land a lawyer as a wife? She wasn't a lawyer at the time. Can't stay, handle seven. I would say don't use that right. answer for anymore. <laughs> um, for Dark Knight, the thing I noticed on this rewatch too is like it moves so quickly. Like basically, the minute it starts, it just kind of propels you to the end. It's it's an hour and a half, and it doesn't feel like or two hour two and a half hours. It does not feel that long at no, all. No. And it's, it's I think it's the off. most well paced of the movies. Because uh, even in Begins, there are moments where I'm like, uh, okay, but... Speaking of bad pacing... <laughs> um, my yeah. only complaint about The Dark Knight uh, in regards to that is I always felt the Two-Face side of it was felt too rushed and short and not given enough time. Um, I don't know it, if it was I still feel that way. I still kind of. I, I, I honestly could have done without Two Face stuff. Um, I think to that, be honest with you, I think that it would have been fine if there had been more. You know, and I, I'm not. I guess I can't dawn on this too much since she's not in the third movie. But I think had Rachel Dawes been a better character, if you had been more invested in that relationship you would have understood more of like, this is why he feels this way. This is why he's acting this way after she's died. Or it would, would have it, worked a little better. It would it have worked better if they didn't kill the DA in the first movie and the, and the DA in the first movie was Harvey Dent. That so, might've worked too. So that yeah. we had a whole yeah. movie of Harvey Dent and then an additional. Could we still do? He doesn't become two faced till like nearly an hour and 40 minutes into the film. Like, yeah. And then you only get it. Cool. Like, 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 that leaves you essentially what, so, 50 so minutes here, of the two face. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, so here's my problem. Now, Let me interrupt. Sorry. <laughs> Let me interrupt. You're interrupting to quote Gary Oldman. Uh, the thing I, I see what your point is about saying we didn't get enough, but I think that's coming with the knowledge of two faces, a major Batman character. Like if you watch this, knowing nothing about the Batman canon, like just thought experiment, you just watch this, not knowing the any of the other iterations, you would think Harvey Dent has a great full character arc because like you get this, he becomes Two-Face for the like final third act, and he gets the story gets re- resolved with him. The only reason you f- I think it feels like it's short-changed is you know there's so much history of Two-Face, you want more. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're, because you're, of that. I, you're an it, asshole because that's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. doesn't know how to separate oh other God. material from... I'm just, I'm just like shitting on you. <laughs> it's just like, it just feels like... Because uh, I think re-watching it this time is like paying attention to Dent. is like, wow, like his... He really has the most kind of complete arc of the film. He does. And also, you have to keep in mind that as you... At least they're kind of trying to keep you know to, the, at least they're kind of trying to to keep in the forefront he's really fucked up like his his half of his face is gone yeah you can't it's not like you could have a guy looking like that running around for two hours and being like 
no, no, no. Believe us. This is this is how it would happen. No. Yes. Yeah, like, I no, get why they went that route because it's already like, yeah, it's already like hard to believe. But at that point in the movie, like I said, you kind of accept it. You couldn't do that for too long, though. Eventually, it would be like, how is this guy still standing? I'm guessing what I'm saying is Billy D. Williams should have been in the third Batman movie. Billy D. Williams should be in most movies, I think. And he's going to be in The Last of the Skywalkers. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't know about that movie. Um, It exists. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on the dark? I mean, oh, hold on, Charlie. I, I, I we, I know we talked about this uh, uh, offline a while ago. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, Michael Jai White's character uh, actor saying that he oh, shot. God. I scenes, knew you were gonna bring this up. Uh, he shot scenes <laughs> where he, where he had the Joker face or half the Joker face. Yeah, he had the scar because it was yeah. gonna because uh, like it, there's no way he would have died from that wound, so it makes sense he would have shown up. But I think it was probably the right call to cut it there. I would love to have seen it. I wish it was on a DVD, but I think it yeah. it's a, probably one of those scenes where they're like, there's only like one or two reasons for this to be here. It does it kind of slows down the momentum because. I don't know where you could fit that in, honestly. And, uh, and yeah, and given how again, it, like how good the pacing is in that movie, it's like I I think that it not existing in the movie, like it sounds like uh, you don't need that. And also, do you need my the the thought when I was when he when he was talking about his what why he thought it happened? The thing I thought was, well, do you really need two two faced characters? Because it wasn't like he you know he said he did the whole. Like, they made him look like the Joker. They said literally just the one half that you show where the knife's at looks like the Joker. So, essentially, he'd have been a two, another Two-Face character. Well, and also, because I, I, I knew you were going to bring this up. I, I was paying did close you, attention. Did you know I was going to bring it up, Billy? Did you? Did I was you paying really? close attention. And you don't actually see him when he, like, pulls, like, you know, when he... Slits no, whatever you just he does. See him fall. I mean, uh, you, so it is very possible that he pulled the knife out and slit his throat, which or is what I stabbed him in the just stabbed him in the side of the neck really low. Well. You really, you know, yeah, you know, throat. it could have been anything. Like that. No, I I'll say I I I remember thinking in this scene, I'm like, oh, that's a weird way to kill somebody, and then but 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 then it's like, oh, pool cue snap, you motherfuckers got to fight for this shit. God damn, this motherfucker's gangster. Like, yeah. It was like I had that brief Try second. It. I'm like, oh, that was weird. Oh, god damn, they got to fight for their lives. Yeah. It's, it's just... Also, we haven't even talked about like his introduction, the pencil trick when he comes in. Like, I thought my jokes were bad. Like, every is, it is a great like, introduction. Uh, although I, I don't the think the pencil trick we... thing has aged that well. So it was very, like really interesting at the time, I guess, because no one had really, no one ex- expected it. But now it's just kind of like, ah, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just a good shocking kind of just. <coughs> oh fuck! Like he just died. Yeah. No, that pencil trick is still fucking fantastic. That whole that whole scene with that Joker coming in there laughing. This suit's not cheap. You ought to know. You bought it. Well, no, that that scene, here's I'm saying that scene is great. That, it's just the the pencil part. I don't think. I no, don't remember that, that scene for the pencil part. I remember that scene because of I hundred percent remember that for every part of that scene, including the pencil trick, because that dude has such a great response. The one, the one gangster when he's just like, he looks like that was a good trick. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, the one guy on the side. There was some great extra watching in this. In the yeah. uh, in the scene where Aaron Eckhart says, "I am the Batman." I knew you were going to talk about this one. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's that one cop in like the middle row who looks like he's having a stroke. He's like <laughs> eyes are bugging out. He's like, it's the derpiest looking cop in the row. It's, it's over funny. the shoulder. The guy. Like, I don't think I've ever noticed that dude. That's funny that you say that. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. And then the guy after with like a really, that, that, he has such a strange voice to be somebody who's upset. He's like, he should turn himself in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very concerned citizen brigade. Like this is not right. Yeah, like he right. almost sounds like he should be like a like somebody in Pawnee, Indiana, as opposed to Gotham City. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like he's definitely the dude that's trying to make the citizens arrest on Batman. <laughs> and Batman's just hitting him with that look he gave the cop in the Dark Knight Rises who shot. He walks him. around with EMP a t-shirt gun. with the bat symbol on it and like the Ghostbusters slash Logo, on it. Yeah. <laughs> his cane, because he's like he's been doing it his whole life, just looking to stop Batman. Finally he fucking catches him at 80 years old. He's like, You stop, I'm making a citizen's arrest. Heart attack, Batman's arrested for some old guy dying, trying to do a citizen's arrest. Also, uh, isn't it great that Joker's an Eminem fan? Uh, it is. The card he pins to the dead sons of Batman is, uh, oh, yeah, the real yeah, Batman, yeah. please stand up. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, with the real Batman, please stand up. I guess he listens to music. I don't know. I don't really know. Oh, by the way, I was going to say, it's because it's like that scene when uh, when Batman's looking for him and he's like, he must have friends. And Eric Roberts is like, friends? Have you met this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah who knows what the fuck he does when he's like off by himself. Oh, man. Back to that. When he, speaking of Eric Roberts, when he's like, hey, man, if you're going to fucking threaten somebody, like drop him from a height that'll kill him. I'll live if you drop me from this height. And he's like, yeah, I know. And just fucking drops him and snaps I'm counting on it. fucking yeah. ankles. I'm glad oh, that we man. haven't moved on just yet to the rises, actually, because I forgot to mention this. But this was the movie that made me fall in love with Eric Roberts. He is so fun in this movie. Like, it just he's absolutely so wonderful. sleazy. It's just every scene. Like, because I was watching Begins, like, man, like, uh, it's, what, it's not Tom. Who plays Falcone? It's, uh... Oh God! Why can't I think of his name? If right you now? hadn't asked me, I think I would have remembered. Uh, Let me IMDb him real quick while you guys. Talk. The, no, Tom Wilkinson. Yes, that's it. Yeah, like, it's Tom. It was like yeah, Wilkinson. Yeah, he and he's so good and like he, I was watching Begins like man, it sucks that he's not in the next one. He's such a great villain. And then begin Dark Knight starts and Eric Roberts in the role is like yeah, this is cool though. <laughs> And what's nice Eric. about that is that there's such there's such like different mobsters like it would they it would have been easy to just like ah oh, let's do a bad copy of Falcone like they don't do that they he's a, they're they're very different types of bad guys uh, and charming in their own little ways yeah like like uh, can we go somewhere a place someplace quiet where we can talk you really think I want to hear you talk. Yeah, like, what makes you think I want to hear you talk? And it's like, oh, geez. man. God, it's such a great fucking life. And he's just sitting there, and he's watching Batman beat the shit out of his all his guards walking up to him. He's just sitting there. He's like, what are you going to do? This is my club. Like, It's just so cocky. And uh. Yeah. Uh, Also, Scarecrow. We haven't talked about him in this film. Like, I do like his little appearance at the beginning. Yeah, we didn't oh, yeah. I, talk about I, Batman's. 
intro in this movie, which is fantastic with the it is. with the um the Batman, the League of Batman or whatever. Hell yeah, the SOBs. I mean, I still to this day will say, not my diagnosis. I, I do like that it'll take you places, not necessarily places you want to go. There's so many ways that I think that his scene in that movie works so well. It's like it's nice because it's a nice, it's a good connection to the first movie where you're like, oh, we remember this guy. But even if you're not looking at it from that perspective, you're just like, yeah, let's say you're watching this movie without having even seen Begins. You're like, oh, fuck it, Scarecrow. Yeah. Like and it works if he even didn't even know Scarecrow. He's like, well, clearly that's like a villain because he's wearing yeah, he's, this he's wearing a mask. Like, it's such a. There's so many ways, and and also just the fact that uh, Killian Murphy is just so him. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just so kind of weird and unsettling and creepy in the way he just he has this air like air about him and everything he does in these movies. Uh, uh, do we want to keep gushing in Dark Knight or should we push on? We should probably push on. This is going to be a long episode, I think. <laughs> well, what are you you invited me on to talk about... We're only an hour and 40 minutes in. No, we're not. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I'm not sorry. I love talking about these movies. <laughs> I know. They're fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so the, oh, hold on. Let's go. Hold on. Wait. Let's let's tackle the controversy of the Dark Knight. The biggest controversy of the Dark Knight. Do you guys remember what it was? Is it the thing that Dak asked us about? Is I don't know. I forgot what Dak asked. <laughs> See, you gave me a hard time about that. Uh, Is it a mystery? <laughs> no. Is it a mystery? No. That, okay. No. And I'm I'm. We'll talk about that fucking dummy later. later. No, the biggest controversy from the Dark Knight was the fucking uh, the bullet scene and him oh, yeah. shooting the bullets into the bricks, eyeballing it, piecing it back together, and then pulling the Scan- fingerprint it. off of it. No, no, he scanned it and got a fingerprint for a different bullet. Because he, he loaded his own, he scanned it, and he's like, well, this is how I'll be able to get it off the other one. It's like, there is no way that that would work. And there are multiple ways that this is stupid. Um, yeah. I, 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 I Hold on. I will say this, because for both the, the, can, the, the spotlight thing in the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and then in this in the Dark Knight, I, I asked my cousin what he thought about one – Pulling a, a shattered bullet out of a brick, piecing it together, and pulling a fingerprint off of it. And he basically said most likely the bullet, if you pulled a bullet out of a brick, it wouldn't be all shattered like that. It would You would have chunks of it. Um, and he goes, and though unlikely to uh, that it would have a fingerprint on it, there is a chance that there could there's there is a chance there would be there could be a fingerprint on it and he goes if we had a bullet we would definitely give it a once over so i mean that was a it i i i never personally had a problem with that scene uh only because it had that fucking that great alfred line well you certainly made it loud enough yeah uh and you know i and i get the i i get the reasoning for it I, I do wish there was like a better example of it, but it is nice to see that in this movie, as opposed to because really in even Batman Begins, you don't have like the detective moment 
side of Batman. This detective stuff begins, like, especially when he he first gets back to the city and he's, like, looking at, he's following the cops to find out which ones are to be trusted. He's following the DA. Like, he's kind of stalking Rachel. Like, he's doing all this stuff when he gets back to the city. And, like, there's a bit of detective angle there. Like, when he's building the bat ears and figuring out what to do. Yeah, I guess I forget about that because I'm thinking more about, like, when he's he's Batman. Like, once he's Batman... He doesn't really. Yeah, do this is, that's kind of the only point that they show him as de- as a detective doing anything like that. It's just unfortunate that it's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, but again, um, again for me, it's it, it, like Billy said before. I was all in at that point. I don't care, and I got that. Well, you certainly made it loud enough, joke, and I was fine with that scene. You guys yeah, like, that okay? Yeah. Yeah, I do that's miss the one the thing. Cave. I'm like, oh, I kind of wish the Batcave was here. But that's actually in the in begins is so cool. Like it's such a, and we don't even get it back in rises. Like it's, we only see it begins, and well, I guess you get it a little bit, but it's. Yeah, I would have liked a very movie. little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I'll, I will say this: the one thing, the the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, uh, as of right now will be my Batman trilogy. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I I like Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, I like parts of Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, but Christian Bale and Nolan's Batman will be my Batman. Just like Christopher Reeve's Superman and Superman 2 will always be my Superman. Yeah, um, like, and also, like, I saw them at the right age. That Like, they'll forever be... I'm... There's going to be other Batman movies that are good. There may even be other Batman movies that are better. Like Matt Reeves is a really good director. So it's always possible. But for me, the Dark Knight trilogy will always be like the pinnacle of Batman for me. Like that's the yeah. live action Batman. Yeah. Movies. And plus, um, but, it, it hold, on, but hold on. Of- hold on. This is what I was trying to say before y'all tried to hop in on my topic. <laughs> How dare the we one, have a conversation? Yeah, no, but the one I, thing. I go. I, well, I'm still going on, trying to lack on, talk on what you guys were talking about earlier. You jerk sword, so let me finish. Um, <laughs> the one, despite <laughs> uh, despite this, this always being my Batman movies, uh, the one thing I am ultimately waiting for in a Batman franchise is a Bat Cave that includes the Tyrannosaurus Rex and a giant coin. When I get that, that might be enough. And had that been in Ben Affleck's Batman movie, that might have made it the best Batman movie for me. Simply for being able to see a Batcave that had a giant T-Rex and coin in it. Because ultimately, and, that's what I want for my Batcave. <laughs> you know something I really want in Batman that we haven't gotten in any of the movies? We haven't gotten a good Arkham yeah, they've gotten a yeah. really like creepy gothic like shows cells with a bunch of the villains in the background. Just I really, really would like that. Yeah, that's point. another disappointing thing for. And again, this is the kind of thing that, as a fan, you think about not so much as like taking the movies by themselves. It would have been nice for there to be more of an expansion on Arkham because you got a little bit of Arkham in the first movie, but not in the way that we know it. <laughs> And then you never see it again, which is kind of disappointing. And there's like three different prisons in Rises. One of them could have been Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's and funny. Yeah, but hold on. Is, is Arkham shut down because it begins? And we just technically don't know that. You know what I mean? And is that like. Actually, is that the, makes, 
is the narrow's been completely shut down because of everything that happened too. You know, what yeah, I mean? it's, just, it's just a memorial to the thousands. And, and I will say this: I, for for me personally, I much prefer the Gotham's of the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises to the Gotham of Batman Begins. Because the Batman Begins one, while you guys, I mean, it definitely feels like more true to the Batman um, uh, character and the the, the quote-unquote character of Gotham. Um, when they do two uh, gothic-y looks, I don't know how else to say it, there are parts of Batman Begins that don't feel to me like I'm seeing a real city. I feel like I'm seeing a set. And I don't like and, and I what I like most about my with Batman is when I don't feel like like it feels to me like it's a real city and not like a set somewhere. I can That's totally fair. understand that. Like Dark Knight definitely does feel like it's happening in the real world or closer to than and, and I and, and the narrow it, it's the narrow specifically to me that feels too much like a quote unquote set and not a real life place but i mean i get that that may be um you know but i think a, a the, hard the thing way to they replicate. frame it though I, that it kind of works because at least for me like i understand the feeling because i also don't i mean i like if we're just going on a nitpicky kind of thing it's not something i'm gonna go i i you know ultimately have a problem with this if i'm like if i'm just gonna nitpick and ultimately well, i'm like per, personally for me i prefer the gotham that less looks like I was saying, like a set versus a real life city. But go on, Billy. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say I think that the way they treat the Nero's and begins, because when they're not there, I think it does feel you know you can tell that there are like actual city parts. Um, it definitely does feel like a set when they're in the Nero's, and I think that that the Nero's almost feels like a separate part of of the city. Well, because it is, but it, it, it sort of works in the way that they frame it. Yeah. Um, at least to me, uh, that's how I felt watching the movie. Because normally I'm with you. I don't like feeling like I'm on a set. Not that I, re- but I, di- I didn't really feel that way too much with with Begins, although I knew that that's what it was. Yeah. Um. There you go. All right, are we ready to talk about the Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, we put we put it off long enough. Let's nah, I was gonna say, I feel in. like somebody should bring up one more thing about the Dark Knight because that's what's happened like five times. <laughs> well, actually, how about of- when the Joker talked about how he got those stars? No, but I know how you got these. I still to this day miss hearing McMuff laugh, uh, do the Joker laugh over. Continued on after they cut to Harvey Dent and Dent in the warehouse, and it's just like, oh, just like a few seconds of Ledger's Joker laugh fading out over this would have been perfect. Um, but Rises, it's also pretty good. Feels what, are you, what are you talking about, McMuff? Oh. When did McMuff laugh like the Joker? Did Did you guys uh, see the movie together? When you guys yeah, film? yeah, oh. we. Talked- I went down to Mississippi and hung out with fools, and uh, Eric came over. Yeah. Yeah, they were lovely, and it was it was shitty because we tried to make that film, and you know, very inexperienced, and it went poorly. And we while we were sitting around miserable, Eric just said, "Want to go see Dark Knight?" Everyone just looked up. And said, yeah. 
yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's gonna be a cool experience, actually, because uh, we went when you know when my wedding was happening, and I had uh, you know Dak came, and Brandon and Megan and Puma and Tim. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two came out, so we all went and saw that together, and that was a great it's, experience. I wonder if that would have made me like that movie. Probably not. I, I still like that movie. I just thought it was so weird that you didn't, but whatever. I, We're not I here like, to talk about that movie. I like parts <laughs> of that movie. I like most of that movie. I just don't like I think it's fat. I think it's got a lot of fat. Speaking you know of movies else? that have fat have trim. <laughs> I'm glad we both thought that. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. I love The Dark Knight Rises. All right, everybody. We're going to go ahead and stop the episode right here. We'll pick it up next week as we finish off The Dark Knight Rises and questions from our good friend Dak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza. Which, uh, I don't want to fully I mean, get into Dark Knight yet. I want to do a few things on Begins. But you know the t- you know what building they uh, shot all of the f- a bunch of finale of, of? Of Dark Knight? No, where? Still under construction, Trump Towers. Oh, really? In Chicago? That's funny. Because uh, I've been by that that building like every time I go to Chicago, and I was, and there's so many parts of it that when I'm there, I like look at Liz. I'm like, oh, it's like the Dark Knight. Look, this is where that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't help but there think about it because I've crossed those bridges going to Chicago, and it's so funny when I see like I love the chases in the movies. Uh, even in begins as, as silly as it is with like the, the tumbler on it, but watching it, watching them now and having been to Chicago quite a few room. times, all I could think was like, there's with the traffic in Chicago, if Gotham is supposed to be essentially Chicago, there's no fucking way you could do all this driving like this. Traffic is awful there all the time. <laughs> this is why Batman only goes out at night.